The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ever since I've started this podcast, people are always asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes, and I'll always tell you what I tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for every single playoff game coming up in the NFL. We've got the NFC title game and the AFC title game on Sunday. Packers are hosting the Buccaneers, and the Bills are at the Chiefs. Going to be a really fun weekend of football, so make sure that you're betting with my bookie. You know me, and you know I don't give my stamp of approval very easily. You've got to earn it to be the best at what you do. Certainly not something Jim Boylan could ever say for himself. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. And Jim Boylan is not the best coach out there, far from it, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. All right, Bulls fans, it's showtime. Fire it up. Let's go! The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Well, howdy, Bulls fans. Welcome to another edition of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast, Texas Two-Step Edition. That's right. The Bulls, albeit one game on the road and one game at home, completed the Texas two-step against the Dallas Mavericks and the Houston Rockets. This show is brought to you by MyBookie and Manscaped. Make sure you go check out both of our awesome sponsors, and we thank them for helping us keep the lights on here at Hoop Ball. So the Bulls win 117-101 at Dallas on Sunday, and then at home against Houston, they win 125 120. These were two games that were very stark in contrast. 
because Zach Levine was way different in both of them. I'm going to recap the Dallas game first, then we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to recap the Houston game. So the Bulls on Sunday beat Dallas 117-101. They are 2-0 against the Mavericks this year. And here are the two most important things about that Dallas win. They beat Dallas on the road, and they beat Dallas with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis playing. With Luka Doncic going for a triple-double. He had 36 points, 15 assists, 16 rebounds. Kristaps Porzingis had 20 points and 8 boards. He was 9 of 19. Luka was 13 of 30. But the rest of the team, not so good. Only one other player was in double figures, and that was Willie Cauley-Stein. Chicago, they just played really good team basketball. They outscored Dallas by four in the first quarter and by 11 in the third quarter, and the game was really never that close. Lowry Markkinen had himself a double-double. He scored 29 points, had 10 rebounds, three assists, and he was 10 of 19 from the field. Anytime that I see Lowry Markkinen shooting over 50% from the field, I'm happy. And here's why this was such an impressive win. Because your backcourt, which has been your best scoring engine so far this year, combined for 10 points over the span of 56 minutes played. Kobe White did not score. I looked at the box score initially, and I'm like, did Kobe White get hurt? And the answer was no. He played 25 minutes, attempted only five shots, and didn't score any points. Four assists and three rebounds. By far, his worst game of the year. Zach Levine, he scored 10 points and had 10 assists, a season-high in assists for him. But he was only one of eight shooting, and he was 0 for 5 from beyond the arc. Broke a streak of five consecutive 30-point games for him. What was so important about this game is that you were able to not just win, but win convincingly, getting key contributions from your bench and not having to rely on your starting backcourt to make up most of the scoring. Wendell Carter Jr. had a great game defensively. He had five steals and one block. Five steals for a big man? That is a phenomenal game. And he also scored 12 points and had seven rebounds. So Wendell Carter Jr. doing the little things. His defense continues to get better. Now Patrick Williams got hurt in this game. He suffered a hip contusion. He played just 23 minutes in the ballgame, and he did not play against Houston. Otto Porter Jr., 14 points on 7 of 10 shooting off the bench. He had 9 rebounds. And Thad Young scores 15 points on 7 of 10 in just 19 minutes. The Bulls bench were all at least plus 12. Of the 5 Bulls bench guys that played, everybody was at least a plus 12. Ryan Archidiakono was a team-high plus 15. Star of the night, though, Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple has proven to be a very savvy acquisition by Arturis Karnishevis. Everybody was looking at that and saying, the Bulls acquired one guy, somebody in his 30s that's only going to be here for one year. But he has found a way to contribute in the biggest of ways since the Bulls have had to deal with injuries to guys like Otto Porter Jr., Lowry Markkinen, and Ryan Archidiakono. By the way, Chandler Hutchison is still not back. But Garrett Temple, over the course of the last five games, this is what Garrett Temple has done. He has scored in double figures three times. He has been over 15 points twice. 
Garrett Temple is so easy to root for because he does all of the little things well. And for somebody that was not expected to contribute much to be averaging almost 10 points a game, that to me is significant. The Bulls play better when Garrett Temple plays significant minutes. That is something to really look at moving forward in terms of how Billy Donovan handles his rotations because I think that there is a little bit of a rotation problem based upon what we thought the Bulls were going to do coming into the year. Garrett Temple is playing a lot more than I think anybody on the coaching staff or the front office thought that he would. And you look at the Bulls' options in terms of wing players and how effective certain wing players have been. Is there really anybody else that you want in the game besides either Garrett Temple or Otto Porter Jr.? In fact, at times, I would argue I'd rather have Garrett Temple in the game than Otto Porter Jr. Because Garrett Temple takes care of the basketball better than Otto Porter does. That's the simplistic fact surrounding that. In regards to the team's stats, this is what really stood out to me. Both teams shot below 30% from beyond the arc. Bulls were 7 of 25. Mavericks were 8 of 31. Bulls had 32 assists in the game. Mavericks had 18. This is the second time this year that the Bulls have had over 30 assists in a game. Any time that you have 30-plus assists, it usually means that you're playing great offense. The Bulls shot 51% from the field. Dallas shot 44%. Bulls limited to 14 turnovers. Dallas had 17. Points off turnovers, Bulls were plus 7 in that category. Not a whole lot of other outstanding stats other than the fact that the Bulls just played better from the start. Their largest lead in the ballgame was 19. It finished at a 16-point margin. You've beaten Dallas twice this year, and you've beaten Dallas with a Luka Doncic that went for a triple-double. The rest of the Mavericks were just awful offensively. Now, they have had their share of COVID issues, so guys that normally don't play a whole lot played a significant amount. Josh Richardson did not play for them. Josh Green started and played 32 minutes. He had just four points. Tyrell Terry has barely played at all. He played 15 minutes. Trey Burke played 29 minutes off the bench. And Jalen Brunson didn't play. Tim Hardaway Jr. has a strained left groin. But in regards to Maxi Kleber and Josh Richardson and Jalen Brunson, all of those guys were seemingly out due to COVID. James Johnson played 21 minutes. He had 10 points, but he was a minus 19. The Mavericks were thin outside of their starting lineup. Heck, Willie Cauley-Stein started. I don't think they expected him to ever get a start. But that happened, and here we are. And the Bulls played probably their most complete game of the season against Dallas on Sunday. Encouraging moving forward, but could the Bulls repeat it a night later? We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll recap the Bulls' 125-120 win tonight over the Houston Rockets. You are listening to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Ball Network. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Support for Hoop Ball comes from Manscaped, who offers the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Happy New Year from Manscaped who offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is here to help you have clean balls for the new year. 
Ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Happy 2021. Spoiler alert, hairy nuts are still gross. Step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The Perfect Package 3.0 is the below-the-waist grooming package you need to start off strong this new year. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to Manscaped. Bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Welcome on back into the HoopBall Chicago Bulls podcast here on the HoopBall Network. So the Bulls win tonight, and we're recording this late on Monday night. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it was last night, but you understand the semantic. Bulls win 125-120 over the Houston Rockets and hold off a 32-point performance from Victor Oladipo, the newest Rocket. Now, I was really looking forward to seeing what Houston was going to be like without James Harden, and so far, they seem to be playing more cohesive basketball. Now, tonight was the debut for Victor Oladipo. John Wall didn't play. He's got a sore left knee. Sterling Brown didn't play. He's got a lower leg injury. But Victor Oladipo scores 32 points on 13 of 23 shooting, 4 of 9 from beyond the arc. Christian Wood has 30 points, 9 boards on 11 of 16 shooting, and 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. Pretty darn good numbers from your center. Eric Gordon, 21 points on 9 of 17 shooting. But there weren't that many contributions for Houston after that. They had two bench players in double figures, Jayshon Tate and Mason Jones. DeMarcus Cousins was 0 for 7 from the field. He had just two points. David Nwaba, the starting point guard in the game, had seven points on just three of five shooting. And in 34 minutes, P.J. Tucker took... Two shot attempts. If P.J. Tucker is attempting two shots and making just one of those shots, it means that you're not using P.J. Tucker correctly. Meanwhile, the Bulls, the entire starting lineup was in double figures. Zach Levine back on his 30-point barrage, 33 points on 11 of 16 shooting, 4 of 8 from beyond the arc. The Bulls as a team made 23-pointers in this game, so they kind of Houstoned the Houston Rockets. Rockets made 17. Five-point win, three more three-pointers, makes all the difference there. Lowry Markkinen, 18 points on 5 of 12 shooting, 4 of 11 from beyond the arc. Not as efficient as you want him to be, but he had seven boards. I'm good with that. Wendell Carter Jr., even though he's a minus four, 10 points, eight boards on 4 of 7 shooting in 21 minutes. Garrett Temple got the start tonight because neither Patrick Williams nor Otto Porter Jr. played in this game, which means that the Bulls were basically only playing once again with nine guys. Denzel Valentine played 24 minutes off the bench for Chicago. Thad Young played 25. 
Adam Makoka had to play two minutes. He was the 10th guy. But they got 16 minutes from Daniel Gafford and 17 minutes from Ryan Archidiakono. Valentine was a plus 14. Young was a plus 15. Thad Young is playing really solid fundamental basketball right now. 12 points, 9 boards, 3 assists for him. Denzel Valentine, 13 points, 8 boards, 3 assists. Denzel Valentine is playing better basketball. And by the way, Denzel Valentine is somebody that I'm really happy to see finally living up to the potential that everybody saw at Michigan State. Yes, I know it might be a little bit of a stretch to say that he has arrived finally, but he's playing better basketball, and he's playing in a system that he feels comfortable in. And that's why you'll see somebody like a Denzel Valentine continue to get over 20 minutes a night. It is concerning that Otto Porter Jr., after playing the day before, missed tonight's game with an injury. We all knew that Patrick Williams was also going to be out because of his hip contusion. Hopefully that issue does not prove to be that serious, and we'll see him back again soon. But tonight was the first time that the Bulls went with a three-guard starting lineup. That would be Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Garrett Temple. It's a lineup by necessity right now because we don't know when Patrick Williams is going to come back, and we don't know when Otto Porter Jr. is going to be fully healthy. We're starting to see the cycle of Otto Porter Jr. falling back into his not being able to stay on the floor in back-to-back games. Now, Billy Donovan did say after the game that holding Porter out of the lineup tonight was a result of his lower back issues and not wanting him to play on back-to-back nights. See, that was the difficult part about this game. The most impressive part for me is that the Bulls won on a back-to-back at home after playing the day before on the road. I know that's something we shouldn't necessarily be celebrating, but winning games on back-to-back days, especially when you have a travel day, is very impressive. The Bulls are showing that they can compete with anybody, and the last two wins have proven that the Bulls, after being knocked down, after having a four-game losing streak in which they lost those games by a combined 11 points. They didn't lose a single one of the games on their losing streak by more than four points. One four-point loss, one three-point loss, a pair of two-point losses. The Bulls find a way to come back, take it to Dallas, and be able to hold on against Houston. I'm impressed. This is clearly a much better coach team, and it is also pretty evident that the veterans that you brought in last year and the veteran that you brought in this year are finally showing their worth. Thad Young is proving to be a key contributor, and he is helping the younger guys around him play better. And the great thing about this is, if the Bulls are not in playoff contention, Thad Young is 100% a trade piece. Garrett Temple could be 100% a trade piece if they don't want to keep him around for next season. Your veterans are now trade pieces, at least the veterans that you don't see as a part of this team's future beyond this year, which I think we can safely say does not fit the description for either Thad Young or Garrett Temple or Otto Porter Jr. The only thing about Otto Porter Jr. is that teams are going to be hesitant to take on whatever percentage of that $28 million salary is left on the contract at the time of the trade. It may be that the Bulls actually have to eat part of that salary in order to get rid of it. But that contract is coming off the books. Whether it's 
in a trade this year or letting him walk in free agency after the year is done. And if Otto Porter Jr. can't stay healthy, the Bulls are stuck with him. My big thing is, win as much as you can now, and then once the trade deadline comes, then you can decide what the best course of action is in regards to your veterans. But right now, based on the way that the veterans are playing and the influence they're having on the younger guys, I want to see them playing every night. Plain and simple. I want them playing every damn night. A couple of key stats from this game. Bulls were a plus nine in the rebounding margin, 47 to 36. Bulls were actually dominated points in the paint, 58 to 40. But the Bulls had 25 points off turnovers to just 14 for Houston. Free throws were another key for the Bulls. They were 19 of 21 at the line. Houston was 11 of 17. The Bulls shot 47% from the field, and the Rockets shot 52. That's when the free throw differential makes a big difference. I keep preaching this. Every little thing makes a difference. So if you go to the line 21 times and miss twice, that is a damn good night. Meanwhile, Houston, they missed six times. The Bulls made two more free throws than Houston attempted, and they made eight more free throws than Houston also made. Five-point game makes a difference. Bulls end up making three more three-point baskets and make eight more free throws. That's a difference of 17 points. 17 points in a five-point game, especially when the Rockets had a better field goal percentage, goes a long way. And that, my friends, is why the Bulls are able to win games like these, because they do the little things right, because they make their free throws, because they're able to get open shots and make more three-pointers. Making more three-pointers in the modern NBA is how you win basketball games, and the Bulls are finally becoming a team that is making more outside shots. They may not be as efficient as they want to be, but they are finding ways to make more outside shots. The Bulls were 20 of 45 from beyond the arc. That, to me, is a huge difference. You're 44% from three-point range, and you make 23-point shots. That is beating Houston at their own game, or at least the Houston teams of the past. I mean, Eric Gordon's still there, so part of it counts. But you're beating Houston at their own game. And Billy Donovan, he's coached against the Rockets for years back when he was in Oklahoma City. He knows the recipe to beat the Rockets, especially a Rockets team that is more devoid of talent than they've been since before James Harden arrived. And James Harden's departure is the end of an era for the Houston Rockets. Really, the end of the era was when they traded away Chris Paul, brought in Russell Westbrook, thought they could try a different combination. That didn't work. Maury leaves. Westbrook gets shipped out. And James Harden forces himself out. The Houston Rockets the last five years are dead and gone. I forgot to mention also Coach Mike D'Antoni, whose contract expired after last season. That era of the Houston Rockets is probably a style of team that we're not going to see again for quite some time, at least not to that extreme. The biggest key and the biggest takeaway for me is that when they stepped on the floor tonight, the Bulls were the better team. And it has been a long while since you've been able to say that when the Bulls face a Western Conference team. Now, this is not the same Rockets team, but you still found a way 
to beat an above average, at least that's what I'm still qualifying them as, even though they're 5-8. and eight. Check that, they're 4-8. and eight. But still, I'm not going to call them a dud until the record explicitly says, after about 25 games, that they're a dud. The Bulls beat the Houston Rockets at home tonight and were the better team from the get-go. And while they had to hold on against the late charge from the Rockets, the Bulls won the game, and they won it by two possessions. A win is a win in the NBA, and you'll take them however you can get them. That is it for this Texas two-step edition of the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. The next game is going to be on Friday in Charlotte against the upstart Charlotte Hornets. will be very intriguing to see what the Bulls do against LaMelo Ball and the boys from Buzz City. Thanks again for listening to the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoopball Network. Good night from Chicago. This has been a Hoopball presentation. All right, friends, it's Hoopball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our HoopBall products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide booski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.